Hey, greetings, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of The Staredown, our sort of weekly podcast amongst friends who've been busy doing their work. I'm Sean Carpenter in Columbus, Ohio. Bill Risser down in St. Pete, Florida. Tom Meininger up in Cumming, Georgia, and Anthony Malafronte across the bay from Bill in Tampa. What's up, boys? Bill, how are you? Long time no talk. Yeah, it's been a while. I've been uh, on the road, and I'll be heading back out <laughs> soon again. Um, but yeah, things are good. It's, it's been really busy at work, uh, which is good. And um, I retooled my golf swing on my own, which um, had mixed results <laughs> this past weekend. I, I still didn't shoot very well, but I felt like uh, progress is made. We'll let Anthony determine whether progress was made or not in his comments. But uh, that, that's Retooling it. your swing, Bill, kind of sounds like I was working on a home project. I went to Home Depot three times this weekend, you know, like... <laughs> Yeah. Just now. <laughs> Three times to Home Depot. Right. <laughs> nice. That's hilarious. Oh, Bill, and, and so pe people listen to this. Um, you, one of the companies you work with is is in Australia, so you're you're kind of juggling time clocks and and meetings and. Yeah, know. I I had four and a half hours of meetings that started at three thirty this afternoon, so that's typically the way it works. Uh, run till wow. about seven seven thirty every night. So. We'll give you a little break here to talk sports. Cool. Todd, what's going on with you, bud? How are you? How was your weekend? Still living on the high? Uh, what are you talking about? Yes, of course. Still talking about, uh, still uh, riding, riding the wave, um, if you will. Um, so Saturday, believe it or not, Sean, you of all people will find this interesting. I, I found myself at the Swanee Wine Fest, um, mm -hmm. believe it or not. Um, so a little out of my comfort zone. Um, and if you know my personality, I usually drag my feet a little bit. Um, but as soon as I got there, I just had the best time. Um, 50, 50 tents with vendors, um, band playing, uh, great atmosphere, just a, just a great old time. Thank goodness for Uber. Um, but the cool part is, is uh, still, still Fire and Pontoon Brewery had a tent with big screen TVs, uh, giving out free beer samples and watching football. And then there was an attorney, the Georgia, don't quote me, the Georgia law office, and they just had uh, coolers of Coors Light. So I didn't mind tasting a little wine, but um, it was, it was, you know, you could see the, the guys out there walking around with Kansas Coors Light. We kind of nodded, tipped a cap to each other saying, <laughs> we're with friends that love wine. So anyway, great experience. Um, good time. Um, I guess I'm kind of eager and anxious to, uh, to talk sports. There's been a lot of good things going on the last, last week or two. Yeah, good effort by Georgia Tech this weekend. We'll talk about that. Uh, but I assume that's what you're talking about. It's Georgia Tech's effort. You will? Georgia Tech? Sure. What? Yeah. <laughs> Mal, how about you, bud? How was your uh, how was your weekend? You got a big event coming up this weekend. We'll talk about that at the end. But what do you got uh, What do you got going on so far? Uh, this weekend, uh, playing a charity golf tournament on Saturday morning, Eric and I, supporting a, another high school baseball team where we have clients playing, which was the first cold golf day of the season for me. And it was much colder on Saturday than it was on Sunday. Sunday Define cold. started Define off cold. cold then then it, it got warm pretty fast. 55 degrees, 57 degrees, something like that. Yeah. Oh I mean, it's gosh. not that How'd cold. How'd you survive? It was, it was cold. Saturday was, was colder. It was no sun, breeze. And we played at the Eagles, which was a swamp. So we're walking through muck. Um, but we... Good turnout. Uh, met a couple. Uh, met a, a, a gentleman, uh, Sean, who runs a brewery here that we'll have to uh, 
partake in maybe uh, as soon as next weekend. And then uh, Saturday afternoon, I came home and Joe Carney and I sat around the uh, kitchen island and uh, handicapped uh, the uh, nine Breeders' Cup races, cashed a few tickets, and then uh, Sunday played golf and showed a couple of houses in the afternoon. So it was a pretty typical weekend for Mal here in Tampa. Golf, gamble, do a little real estate. That's pretty much what I do. That's awesome. Well, I had a good weekend. Um, kind of just got caught up. I was traveling 2,400 miles over the last uh, eight days or so. Uh, so just got a lot of stuff done around the house and um, uh, showed some houses. And why didn't I get 2,400? 2399 2399 buddy yep yep just just short but uh uh showed some houses went on a listing appointment did a walkthrough uh wrote an offer so it was a good good real estate weekend and then got other stuff done uh ready for this week so let's talk about sports guys i I, we always try and start with championships uh bill anthony we can turn off our mics for the next six minutes Uh, yeah i'm gonna go i'm gonna take a break i'll be back i understand the atlanta braves uh have added a title to their 1995 world series winning in six games over the houston astros quite a uh, a well-received victory by many in baseball not just those there in the state of georgia yeah sean um outside of the atlanta united who took a little uh homage offense well, i don't know the word i'm looking for who won the mls uh, two or three years ago this is the first title Atlanta's had since 1995. Um, <clears throat> not many championships in Atlanta. Um, certainly uh, well documented this on this program. Um, kind of the kind of the the, the shock team. Um, I, I read July 6, they had a 0.3 percent chance of winning the World Series. Um, literally, 0.3 uh, percent. Um, they didn't reach 500 till mid-August. Uh, things just clicked. Um, from the trade deadline on. Um, and it's just, it was just cool to see, cool to watch. Um, everything that went well uh, did, and they had a great jo- did a great job turning the page when things didn't go well. N- nothing lingered, didn't seem to be many hangovers. Um, so really, really fun to watch. Um, real quick, uh, I wish, um, I wish uh, Hank would have been around to see it. He passed earlier this year, but I read this really kind of spooky, uh, spooky stat that they won 44 games before the all-star game 44 after and they clinched the world series in the 44th week of the season and oh by the way up till the seventh inning game six they had scored 44 runs in the playoffs and then freddie had to go ahead and spoil it hit that solo home run to make it 45 but uh yeah just a fun fun it it was a it was playoffs it's it's what you want it's what you want to watch your team and um, I can finally get some good night's sleep again. There was about, you know, a couple week period where just staying up too late watching baseball, but it's a good problem to have, right? Todd, I got, I got to assume that as a Braves fan, five, nothing in game six, wasn't enough. Six, nothing, wasn't enough. Seven, nothing, wasn't enough. No. You needed to see that last out finish the game, right? Yeah. And I think that's, it's that way with all fans. Um, but as I kind of alluded to earlier, uh, this team just had a different feel, um, you know, last year there was the collapses, you know, up 3-1 against LA. Um, sure, you always have in the back of your mind, but it was it was a little more comfortable this year because, again, um, where they came from and how they were going about their business, um, you know, you want to win, but you knew they were going to give the best effort. Um, 
And how do I not mention uh, the skipper, Brian Snitker, 45 years in the organization? He said, uh, Hank, Hank actually pulled him aside. He was a player and said, you're never going to make it. So why don't you get into coaching? Literally. And he said it was the worst but best conversation he ever had. He mm-hmm. hated to be told he wasn't good enough, but it, it got him on the path of being a coach. And uh, he said he was demoted four times. I mean, think about that. Just, yeah. you know, up and down, yo-yo from hitting coach to AAA manager to third base coach. Anyway, um, he took over four or five years ago and, I'm glad someone like that, a lifer, is enjoying the success that, that he's seeing. Yeah. Well, Bill and Mel, you guys are both baseball aficionados. Bill, I'll start with you. Just your thoughts on the on the World Series and, and kind of how Atlanta won it. Yeah. It's, well, look, first of all, so happy the Braves won because that means the other team had to lose. <laughs> <laughs> and that would be the Houston Astros, which makes me, makes me smile, makes me feel good. So uh, the Braves did uh, the country good. It was good. I... I I, I shared some stats uh, back, and I'll have to, I'm just really going to go off of a, a, a crappy old memory. But the Braves, the, the town of Atlanta, had gone 88 major league seasons without a championship. So big we, four, we, right? Yeah, yeah, we add up the big four. Yeah, sorry about the soccer there, MLS. Fans. Sorry, United. Sorry. United. <laughs> but, uh, and then, and there were only three other cities that have worse streaks currently going. Um, one of them being San Diego, <laughs> but, uh, but it was interesting. The number one, uh, I think it was, it shocked all of us. The number one was Minneapolis. You're like, yeah, but, but they won a, they won a two world series in 92. You go, yeah, but they've won nothing since with four teams mm. and it adds up pretty quick. It was around the 120s, 130 seasons. It's a very interesting right. stat, the way people can dig up numbers and, and, uh, and, and write a column basically for a, an online newspaper. It's pretty cool. Uh, but I, I like congratulations to the town of Atlanta. I, I got to experience a little bit of what that felt like here in Tampa the last couple of years because it'd been a while, um, you know, 04 since the uh, the town had experienced anything. So it was pretty cool to to be here and see what that was like. And so um, it's, it's it was just a not as much as you got to feel, but it was fun. Mm. So congratulations, mm. Todd, and everybody else who roots for the Atlanta Braves. Mal. Mal. No, well, I got like three, three things that struck me about it. One, it was a ball watching Todd go through the whole season, the ups, the downs, the highs, the lows. I mean, this was a team that was under 500 at the mid season, midpoint of the season. And then their team made some pretty strategic and rolled the dice. They made some moves that paid off. For them, they had two of their stars were out for whatever the reasons. Uh, they they played the free agency game. They they made trades. They did what they had to do, and they put a team together that really peaked at the right time. But I think the the most fun was how likable they are. There's you can root for every single guy in that team. You can definitely root for the manager. To to Todd's point. They're just likable guys, right? Who doesn't like Freddie Freeman, right? I mean, they're just all uh, so easy to root for, easy to like. Uh, and uh, so that, that was the most fun for me. And then post-World Series, it struck me that Freddie Freeman would look spectacular in either a Yankees or a Rays uniform. <laughs> I mean, I know it's not going to happen, but it, he would look really good in Yankee Stadium. 
Never say never, Mel. You say that, Mel. Uh, first base, left-handed power. The he's price the of poker has gone up in Atlanta. The price of poker has gone up in Atlanta with, with what he's done in the postseason. Um, I, I don't know, uh, but I, I anticipate they probably tried to get the hometown discount but went too low. And, and uh, I, Freddie's going to be a brave. He's going to be paid. He said he wants to be. Um, I think they want him to be. Um, John, before I get your what your take is, uh, they got it from so many different. That's what's fun about this team. It seems like every day, every series is a new hero. So that was always fun to watch. Um, and the bullpen, they call them the night shift. Uh, the three lefties, uh, Matt Sick, A.J. Minter, um, Luke Jackson, the righty, and then A.J. Smith, the lefty. I mean, those guys were just lights out. All, uh, they, you know, all, all postseason, they got hot, hot at the right time. Fun to watch. Yeah, I'll say a couple things. Um, first is uh, Freddie Freeman will never be a free man again. He will, he will be a paid man is what he will be. Um, Todd, to, to, uh, it's funny that Mal and I are on the same page, you know, as probably the, the least baseball fan of the, of the group, but I still loved watching it. Every single person on that team is rootable, you know, and, mm. and there's really no weak spot. You know, a lot of teams you have like that eight or nine hole where you can kind of just say, all right, if we, you know, and the, and the, you know, the, the home team's like, oh, crap, guess who's coming up next? And there was really, I mean, Darno played great. You know, Riley played great. Freeman, Solaire, you know, made his big moment known. Um, you know, it was just it was just outstanding. And, and the base running and the, you know, um, Dansby had a couple errors. And I just think the moment got really big for him. But then he, it was kind of cool. He got to close out the, you know, the throw to first to, to finish it. Um, I noticed Freeman very quickly put the ball in his back pocket as soon as he, mm -hmm. as soon as he got it, you know. Uh, so it was really cool, and I just thought it was a, a fun thing. Game six or game five was such a classic stamp Atlanta game. Uh, up with a grand slam in the first inning, crowds uh, going Duval. crazy, yep. and then just chip yep. away, chip away, chip away, chip away, seven to five, and you can't believe – or nine to five, I think. And you just couldn't believe, like, wait a second, what just happened? Um, and then they – you know, they, to see him win it in, in the other game was just great. So – Jock Peterson, good run for him. Two years in a row now uh, mm -hmm. on the team. And his, his brother uh, got lots of uh, love and attention on the parade route. And um, did the parade route go through both the suburbs and downtown? Did it go all the way from Truist into the city? Opposite. It started in uh, Atlanta. Petrie ended up in Truist. Um, okay. At um, the ceremony and they brought out. Um, Pretty good crowds along the way. They, they, it's upward of a million. They said anywhere from 750,000 to a million people were from point A to, to Truist, Truist Stadium, which is, That's which great. is, um, so check kids, uh, grade school kids got off, uh, they got off t twice last week then, election day six, and parade. Yeah, six counties um, canceled school on Friday, which I love. I mean, <laughs> just have them do a homeschool day on Saturday, right? I mean, so we, <laughs> through COVID, it's not, it's not the end of the world. Um, Check out, there's a video, Tyler Matzik, uh, again, uh, he, they say he had the greatest two innings ever against the Dodgers, right? He, he, he came on, nobody out, men on second and third, bottom of the eighth, struck out the, and struck out the side, and then struck out the side in the eighth. He jumped off the, the bus and was high-fiving the crowd, you know, throwing beers around. He went to get back on, and I guess a cop didn't see him, and he made him show an ID, like he was ready to arrest him. <laughs> Just because... Yes, with a million people, I'm sure the cops are on super high alert and they wanted to protect the players. And I'm sure he's like, I'm Tyler Matzik, but maybe it's a good thing I'm not uh, that noticeable. I can walk around Atlanta and not get uh, not get killed. So right. anyway, well, 
Super enjoy fun. it. Uh, the, the, the could be a twofer for the state of Georgia with the way Georgia is playing football. In essence of time, uh, let's just quickly touch on two sports that have kind of started their season. NBA, uh, Philadelphia and Golden State are the two best teams right now in their respective divisions, eight and two and eight and one. Golden State playing some really good basketball. Um, and in hockey, a couple of surprises, uh, Bill, Florida and Carolina. Uh, Florida is just playing great hockey right now. Uh, yeah, undefeated, right? Were they 9-0? Or... Uh, they are, uh, yeah, 10-0-1. Okay, uh, they got their first tie. 10-0-1, <laughs> uh, yeah. 21 points, uh, six clear of Toronto. Tampa Bay is in 14th uh, at 6-3-2, and two, uh, and our Blue Jackets are right there. Carolina is in second place, or first place in the Metropolitan. They're 9-1. Uh, Minnesota, maybe making a run for that, that title, Bill. Uh, the <laughs> Wild are uh, up in the Central, and Edmonton leading out West. Awesome. So we'll, we'll talk more about uh, hockey in future. Um, but any, any, have you heard anything on NBA or hockey that stands out to you guys? Uh, looks like Robert Sarver's in trouble. <laughs> the owner yeah. of the Suns. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. What can you say? Just pending investigation, right? Let's see what happens. Yeah. Happens. Yeah. It's a uh, yeah. pending investigation. Yeah. yeah. It's not um, good news for if, no, if you're him. No. <laughs> no. Let's talk college hey, Sean, football. Real quick. Yep, go ahead. Hey, Sean, real quick, we, we love to talk champions, and Bill's probably the only one that can speak uh, intelligently. Um, NASCAR crowned a champion on Sunday. Uh, right. Hey, hey, say what you want. We won't dig into it. Um, it's a great second chance story, maybe. Can we say that? Hopefully, lived, learned, moved on. Um, Kyle Larson won yeah. the uh, – yeah, won the cup, right? Yep. Yeah. So that I, I didn't get a chance to watch that. I, it's, um, but you know, the playoff system in, in the uh, NASC in, in, in NASCAR is, is pretty cool to take 12. And I think they have a wild card or two, one or two now, but to take those play all those racers into the uh, final 10 races and, and have a, an actual reason to watch it. Right. It's really important because there were seasons where with 10 races to go, it was over. Jimmy Johnson, Jimmy Johnson already, had won, already right? won number four. Yeah. Jeff Gordon. The fifth yeah, Jeff championship Gordon was over. Yeah. Uh, so that's yeah. so pretty cool. Like uh, let's roll into college football guys. Uh, Todd, obviously the, the Georgia Bulldogs are number one and everybody else is down here. I mean, they are continuing to roll. They, they were down uh, to down for the longest time that they've been down all season, five minutes to Missouri. Um, and then <laughs> Panic they, time in Athens. Panic yep, time. And they, they only give up six points again. Um, Cincinnati remains the number two team in the country in rankings, but they are still on the outside looking in, uh, in the BCS playoffs. And it'll be interesting to see what happens next week because the two teams ahead of them won, Oregon and Ohio State. And Oklahoma, you know, undefeated, um, still, still mounting pressure. Um, Alabama didn't look great, right? They, they were challenged by LSU for sure. Oregon was challenged at Washington, ended up winning. Uh, Ohio State struggled against, against Nebraska. Um, Michigan State loses to Purdue after the big win against mm. Michigan. Purdue, Purdue has now beat two top, four, top three teams in the country. They beat two, number two, Iowa. They beat number three, Michigan State. Um, wow. Quite a shock. Um, so you got still yeah. that big Big Ten East is going to play each other. Yeah, so that, that was Purdue's 17th or 18th win against a top five team. Is that right? 
that's unbelievable. The most yeah. in college football history for an unranked team. Huh. Or a, yeah, unbelievable. So, yeah, and then you know they've done it to Ohio State, they've done it to Penn yeah. State, yeah. Uh, probably done it to Michigan. It's just a funny, funny way that, that that team gets up. They they come to Columbus this week, so Buckeyes trying to get right, Purdue trying to keep the momentum going, um, Wisconsin kind of sliding up the back door of the Big Twelve or the Big Ten West. Hmm. Um, started out early, ugly, and um, you know. Oklahoma and Oklahoma State still still kind of moving right up the rankings. Oklahoma with Caleb Williams mm. getting some you know, nice love and attention. Uh, Mississippi State beats Liberty in a kind of a weird scheduled game in, late in the season against the old Hugh Freeze. You saw Mississippi or Ole Miss apologize for a tweet about their old coach. Uh, Yikes, I missed that. Yeah. They, they just posted the tweet of him in the press box. Um, when he was on the bed in the press box because he was injured, his back was hurt. Um, and I forget what it said. They, they deleted the tweet, but I'm sure you can find it out there. Um, it was nothing really offensive. It was just kind of a direct dig on their former coach. So they apologized for it. Uh, Todd, we, we got to get out of the way. Florida football. <laughs> We're waiting. Just, just a, uh, you know, now, now update today. The defensive coordinator, Todd Grantham was fired probably about five games too late, maybe a season too late. Um, and John Hevesy, who's been with Mullen since Bowling Green, guys, since he was there at Bowling Green in, in 2001 with Urban Meyer, um, offensive line coach. So, you know, you got two filling guys now for the rest of the season. We play three teams that, that once again, we should beat, but we should have beat a very unmatched 20-point underdog in South Carolina. We play Samford, mm. Samford with an M at home this week. My guess is there'll be 60,000 in the stands, maybe. Um, then we play at Missouri on a cold, probably 11 o'clock kickoff. Um, and then we play Florida State. And so, Todd, we got to win two of them to go to a bowl game. And it will be a yeah. low-tier bowl game at that. That's what I was going to say. We got to win two out of three. Hey, uh, the, it, the tough part of being an assistant coach is when the head coach is struggling, he usually gets one chance. And when, when that one chance comes – one of his coordinators and a high assistant get fired. And that's exactly what happened. Um, I think Dan Mullen is, uh, he lost the team, right? I mean, you kind of saw that. Um, you could say that a bunch of guys, you know, had the flu. You know, you got a you next man up. You don't get beat by 20 some odd points when you're 20 point favorites, just because a few key players have the flu. Um, so I mean, recruiting got, it has to get better and coaching has to get better. And if not, um, you got to keep your team with you. And it kind of looks like the team's been a little lost. Um, last game, it was an evidence on that. Uh, no one's in the alma mater anymore, right? They, they all go to the band and sing. And there's like five players and a mascot that were singing the alma mater song post game. So yeah. it's indicative to me that uh, there's, there's a culture problem right now. So hopefully Coach Mullen can fix it. Um, he's got three games to do it. Um, we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah, this and this is the kind of thing that happens when your team is down. Um, ESPN headlines, uh, you know, like the under the fold kind of thing. Um, it talks about how um, Florida's Anthony Richardson injures leg dancing in hotel room, right? So <laughs> our backup quarterback was put on emergency status. He'd only be used in emergency because he got hurt dancing and so the, once again those things don't happen um although although I, I can't i will say this georgia had a distraction this week um you know their starting linebacker yep. accused of rape mm -hmm. um, 
suspended indefinitely until further notice. Um, but you know, so so it, it can happen. But you're right, Todd. We j just gotta, as as Gator Nation, we hope that you know. Does this Mullen just looked disinterested during the whole game? He looked disinterested. He he looked despondent. He said he wasn't going to make any any adjustments at halftime. You know, just that's. It's a pressure cooker. Um, I mean, we saw with McElwain, right? Same thing. Um, and listen, I'm not giving up on on, on Coach Mullen, but he's got to get going in the right direction sooner than later. Um, but there's a lot less pressure being coach at Mississippi State than there is at the University of Florida. You can go eight three, and and the fan base is happy, and we're a bunch of spoiled whiny babies, as as you guys can attest to. So <laughs> that sounds right. So let's just look ahead. Uh, we are kind of in a, in a weird flex week with, um, with games coming up this week uh, because, you know, uh, there's just not as many top matchups. Uh, Bill, number six, Cincinnati. You can go down and support Scott Oler's group. Uh, they're coming to USF on Friday night. Hey, real, quick, real, real, real quick on Cincinnati. Was, I didn't get a chance to hear from Scott. Was he, was he tweaked about the number six, uh, you know, bowl position or he didn't carry? He knew that if they went out, they're going to make it in because Michigan State already lost. That helped. Oregon State's going to try to screw it up. <laughs> I mean, Oregon. Oregon, uh, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, I wonder, uh, I mean, don't you think even if they win out, even if they just keep squeaking by like they're doing, they're in. They're going to make it in if they can win there. Well, the good the good thing is Wake Forest lost. So that takes away one yeah. power. And, and Michigan State was a big deal because mm -hmm. they were undefeated. You know, yeah, but, but Ohio State and Oregon, you know, the, the, the committee clearly showed that head-to-head -head was important, yeah. but not enough because Notre Dame's the best win that that Cincinnati has. Yeah. Yet they didn't give them any credit for that, right? Yeah. Um, so I think if you know, it, let's assume Oklahoma, Oregon, Ohio State win out, win their conference championships, all three of those are in ahead of Cincinnati. Hmm. Okay. So I, I think, think Scott Scott yeah. is loyal fan base in Cincinnati. I'm sure they're tweaked. I'm sure they're also kind of thinking like, what else can we do? We've won every game against the teams we played. You know, yeah. they haven't won them impressively, and that's been their their, their dagger. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, since uh, ESPN kind of threw them a bone, said let's do game day there. Um, I, I think you know, I think one of those three teams will lose. Um, I don't think they're going to run the table. Three you mentioned. That's what's going to happen, and that'll be their oh, yeah, probably. Them. And then they'll they'll play Georgia, and they'll be twenty one point dogs. <laughs> and they'll lose by 30 okay <laughs> they'll, they'll get what they want <laughs> yeah. they'll get the big payday so yeah, yeah it's good. exactly yeah really quick looking ahead uh michigan plays penn state at penn state so that's a michigan's got to win that game to have any chance because they could still win out control their own destiny against ohio state and, and probably wisconsin um then they're probably in the playoff yeah. um oklahoma plays at baylor so there there you go hmm. bill there there yeah. can be the game yeah uh mississippi mississippi state plays auburn um they lost a tough one boy three Three missed field goals. Did you see the way Leach decided that one? The, the one guy missed two field goals. Mississippi State drives down with they went they went the length of the field with 42 seconds, got into field goal range. They substituted the other kicker, the freshman, oh. and it was a cold hard shank, oh. uh, it's a pull hook. And Leach came back to town and said he's going to do open tryouts from the student pop student body. Anyone wants to try out? He's going to do open tryouts. So I don't know. Way, way to support those young student athletes who are well, not. It's one of those things, Bill, where everybody says there's got to be someone on campus that can kick a field goal, right? Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, looking to see what the night games are. 
Texas A&M at Miss at Ole Miss. So that should be a good one in the uh, SEC. A&M at Ole Miss. Hmm. Um, Both those teams still alive in the West. Um, Remember, A&M has two losses, though, in the SEC. So they still, Hmm. while they have the edge in the West, they still have two losses in the um, the SEC. So, uh, and then Notre Dame plays at Virginia. So watch that one. Um, Pros, guys, let's go that one quickly. Um, Go back to Thursday night. Bill and Mallier, Bucks. They lost on Thursday night, right? They, no, they, they were they off. They had a bye this week. They, lost they were off this week. Okay, it's been a while yeah. since we talked. Okay, so they they had a bye this week. Okay, this week um, was uh, NFL upsets. Thursday was uh, Colts Jets. Wasn't it? Thursday, Colts Jets. Colts Jets. Yeah, this week was a crazy one, right? And wow. I think the uh, between between the uh, Bengals losing to the Jets last week and the Jaguars beating the Bills this week. I don't know if anyone's left in any eliminator pools. Oh, the, the Bills loss is puzzling. They they had averaged thirty three and a half points a game, and yet, and they held to six points in Jacksonville. Right? Just that's that's NFL's weird. I mean, that's just that's just a weird stat, right? I heard a great I heard a great story today about somebody who had had uh, Josh Allen on his on their fantasy team and said or no a deal on a DraftKings team and said I am not starting did you hear this Anthony I'm not starting Josh Allen because they're going to go up 31 nothing after the first quarter and they're going to pull him out of the game and what if they were like three rushing touchdowns in there he'll have no points well he had no points and he played the whole game he looks like a genius for not starting (laughs) for the wrong reason right he did he did that's That's good yeah now your Giants pulled one out against the Raiders Raiders have had a lot on their mind this week with the sad story of Henry Ruggs, um, Broncos yeah, going on, against the Cowboys, right? Broncos against the Cowboys um, was never really close. They whooped them thirty to nothing before Dallas even scored. Wow! Yeah, Browns, Browns killed the Bengals. That 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 pick six by Denzel Ward on the first drive completely flipped momentum. Mm-hmm. Uh, good hey. to see Odell hey, Beckham now, wasn't needed. Now, real quick, someone may have tied the Thursday night Colts. With a parlay, with a guaranteed Dallas and Buffalo money line Sunday, so that may or may not. <laughs> I did the heavy lifting and then lost a lot. I was gonna say, you had a nice, slam dunks. You had you had a nice Friday and Saturday. <laughs> Got Atlanta, Atlanta keeping the mojo going there with their their uh, their win loss win in New Orleans. Yeah, they're scrappy. Arthur Smith, uh, give give him some time. He's he's scrappy. Once again, I got to talk. Uh, I can't remember the guy's name. Mike Jones, I think, who uh, ESPN guy after golf, Anthony, as I'm driving home, they always pick the games, right? These three guys and uh, on ESPN game day or whatever, but it's the radio version. And NFL countdown or whatever. Yeah, something like NFL countdown. And he says every single time he goes, if I think whatever I think about the Falcons, I'm going the other way. And he's yeah. been dead on almost all season where he goes, you know, like it's the Saints, they should lose. So of course I'm gonna take the Falcons. That's what he said Sunday. And every other time, if it's a crappy team, he goes, "Now nah, I think you know I would think the Falcons are gonna win here, but I'm going with whatever." And he, it's unbelievable. unbelievable. Yeah. So just go opposite on the Falcons a couple of times and see if it works for your parlays. Believe it or not, that's that's a huge rivalry, Saints Falcons. It's it's. Oh, legit. I get it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they hate each other. It's funny. Oh. Three and five Vikings have lost five five games by 18 points total. Ooh, um, wow. 
That's that's a tough. That one. was uh, Ravens came back right. They yeah. just find crazy ways to lose. Man. Cardinals Car- Cardinals won big at the uh, 49ers. Did, did you see who was out of the Titans? Kyler Murray's out of the game, right? Yeah, uh, Kyler Murray's out. Uh, Cole McCoy was uh, the starting quarterback. Two other receivers. Yeah. Their top two receivers uh, yeah, yeah. play, and they stomped the Niners. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. With Cole McCoy, right? Cole McCoy. Um, Is that Titans, he's, been around the, he's been around the block, though, right? I mean, he's, he's, he's got experience. He's good for one game. If you – if you have three, four uh, uh, game films on, it's like the beer passports you get in local breweries. He has that NFL passport. He's just stamping each city. He's, he's <laughs> again one game. He could do it if he has to go three or four. Then they'll figure it out. But yeah, he's good enough to to hurt you. Titans last night without without uh Derek Henry. Adrian Peterson right? Uh, Adrian Derek Peterson Henry. played, but Adrian they, Peterson, they, yeah. You know, a couple bad plays by by Stafford. The, oh boy yeah throw the turnover in the end zone and then immediately followed up by the pick six on the next pass um was tough and let's let's talk really quick about the packers bill i i know you want to give some love <laughs> to aaron Rodgers. <laughs> go ahead <laughs> just gonna laugh <laughs> uh, aaron Rodgers tests positive for uh covid and then kind of all hell broke loose on on his <laughs> statement um or lack thereof it was interesting yeah. Uh, you know, it's just well, you know, it's but a he, political but, thing. But he, he did the right thing, you know, because he did go to Joe Rogan for advice. And everybody knows that Joe mm-hmm. Rogan's the uh, country's, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, the, the expert, the number one source for the proper information on the COVID-19 uh, pandemic. So just unbelievably stupid. Uh, I don't know what to say. Um, you know, he, he's just, you know, I don't know. I, I always kind of liked, ah, you know, whatever. I just know he's kind of weird. I think I like the way Sean or Todd put it, those California guys. <laughs> but, but man, he really, uh, he lived up to that moniker uh, with this whole thing. So that's, well, I, th- I think the big, that. I think the big problem is, uh, you know, Nixon Watergate, if he just came out and said, yeah, I, I tried to, <laughs> I tried to fudge the truth and I'm, yeah. I'm caught. Cover but he doubled down. Yeah. I doubled, Cover he up. doubled down. And if he just, you know, the NFL didn't say you can't play if you don't are not vaccinated. I always wondered why Carson Wentz, <clears throat> when he's being interviewed and when he's shaking hands with the other team, had a mask on, right? Now, <clears throat> we can argue it's crazy that they can hit each other, not wear a mask, but when they're shaking hands at the 50. But again, the rules are the rules. All Aaron had to do is say, you know what? I'm not vaxxed. Um, I'll wear a mask during the press conferences and the handshaking. Yeah, just and no I'll, one would care. I'll, I'll follow the protocol. That's all. Right. Your and choice. he could have expounded on why he believes this, that, the other, and we'd been like, fine. So that's the only thing where I'm like, Aaron, come on, you're you, you you're losing credibility um, in that you did lie, and you just need to fess up that you lied. And you know, we're we're a forgiving nation, um, but he's doubling down, which makes it interesting to say the least. Anthony. Yep. <laughs> you got to take on this. I find it interesting that he went, he made his statement in a place where he was, had a very soft place to land. Let's just say that. That could be a show, right? And he wasn't, he wasn't going to get, he wasn't going to get asked the hard question. He was going to kind of control what was being said. That speaks to him. But, you know, in my opinion, it's very, very sad that this country has made this vaccine a political issue we're talking sports right and sports wise Mm -hmm. the game that 
the Packers lost last night will probably cost them the number one seed in the NFL. It certainly could. And it could be argued that they would have won the game if he was playing. Uh, So the ramifications for the NFL, another team is going to be the NFC champion, if you will. Go Bucks. Uh, Get the bye, right? (laughs) Which is going to, which is going to, it affects the whole league. Uh, And we've made it political. It doesn't have to be political. Um, Oops. Who plays better than Rodgers with a chip on his shoulder, though? He's, you know, he's going to come. You know what? Right. But here's the thing. He's had a chip on his shoulder for a long time. How many Super Bowls has he been to? Two and one. I don't know how many he's been to. Maybe he's been to two and he's won one, right? A lot of guys can say that. For as good as he is, I think his arrogance gets in the way both, if you want to talk backseat, but it gets in the way football-wise, too. He's had better teams than many he's had great receivers he's had his way with the offense he's had his way with the coaches and he's been to two super bowls and only won one yeah but he's got a we great can, relationship from with jake from state farm i do love those commercials <laughs> i gotta we could, uh <laughs> this could be another show now but marino made one and one zero so i mean right. uh, oh, i know yeah. that Dan i know Fouts. that i mean there's there's a whole Zero's. list of them never played right. in there's a line right them. Yeah. Right? I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying, but it's a fine line to judge someone yeah. just on right. And remember, Todd, I come from a family of <laughs> Packer fans. Yeah. My oh, niece, Erin, is <laughs> heartbroken. The poor thing is heartbroken that that her Aaron Rodgers is being chastised the way that he is. Wouldn't uh, I'll leave I it at this, Sean. Wouldn't it be refreshing if he said, yeah, I let my team down. You know, I didn't. I didn't try to lie, but I guess I misled, you know, that would be so refreshing, but it's not. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> like, no, he, pulled, he pulled the Bill Clinton. <laughs> it was a fantasy yeah. land. Define is, yeah. right? Define yeah. is. I, I smoke marijuana, but I didn't inhale. Just tell the truth. Excuse my language, but you know what, buddy? You know, either you did it or you didn't. Right. Right. Um, tell the truth. So there's, there's, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers did not do himself any favors, but he didn't do his team a favor. And he didn't do the NFL a favor over the last week. And that, yeah. that saddens me because he's well, a good damn football second, player. We head to the second half of the season next week because that was week nine. Then we go eight more into the playoffs. Uh, kind of the, the spotlight games next week, Atlanta goes to Dallas. Todd, a great chance for Atlanta to continue to grow, but Dallas is going to be coming out fighting mad. Good New luck. Orleans at Tennessee. Uh, you know, Tennessee yeah, can. Titans are on fire. Yeah, Legit. extend their lead yeah. there. Um, Cleveland at New England should be interesting. Uh, Nick Chubb running the ball well, yeah. and uh, Baker, like I said, came back strong and showed that Odell Beckham's not needed. And uh, I think that that Seattle Green Bay game, if Rodgers is back, that'll be a fun one to watch to see how he responds. And if not, he's, see Jordan uh, he, Love. He comes back Saturday, so it just depends on if the Packers want to play him without practice or not, right? Correct. So, but he's uh, eligible to come back Saturday. And then Sunday night game is a good one. Kansas City at Las Vegas. Um, Raiders back. Uh, we'll see how the crowd reacts and responds to the team. And then uh, Sunday or Monday night game could be a good one. Uh, Rams at 49ers, but with both those teams losing this week, um, that becomes kind of a must win for, for that game. One of those two teams is going to be find themselves, uh, you know, in a tough spot with Arizona. You, know, you forgot to highlight the uh, Buccaneers and the Washington football team Sunday morning, uh, Sunday afternoon at one. Yeah, some, that should be a, I'm just kidding. A fun one. Look, 
the biggest Tyler Haneke, right? Every, every seven and one team lost this weekend. <laughs> the Bucks just moved into a first place tie, kind of, for the uh, number one seed in the NFC because it was just that. I tell weekend. you, the NFL is weird. Unbelievable. NFL's weird. I think I think you know thirteen and four probably be the best record of some team at the best. Yeah. I think that's about right. But you know, I, I remember this goes back to hanging around the Chargers locker room that uh, Bo- uh, Bobby Ross back in the day. His whole thing was, when, you know, it was four quarters. We just got to go three and one each quarter, right, of the season. Heard that before, but uh, and so far the some teams have done that, and one of them is the Bucks. So it's like baseball, just win the series, right? Yeah, win the series. You, you win the series, you're going to win the division. <laughs> you yeah. win every series, yeah. Or if you get hot late, like the Braves did, and you go six games over, <laughs> eighty-two and eighty-two. <laughs> Absolutely. Wow. Unbelievable. The fourth lowest uh, win total for World Series champion ever in the history of baseball. That's awesome. Yeah. Pretty wild. Go around the horn, Mal. What do you got coming up this week? Big weekend for you, bud. We have uh, the Unwind uh, Mastermind. Very nice. Southern Pines Duck Cook. Uh, We have the Unwind Mastermind here in uh, Tampa this weekend, which is going to be a ball. Uh, Have some folks coming in. Also known as Malapalooza. (laughs) <laughs> no, <we'll lose> it. <laughs> so, so we're gonna we're gonna do we're gonna bring a bunch of real estate not a bunch we're gonna bring a handful of real estate folks together and we're gonna do as everything we can to talk about everything but to keep our wits about us and uh there'll just be some good friends getting together um it seems like all of a sudden our market is at least our team is incredibly busy i have um four five five referrals that that I've received just over the past five or uh, three days since Friday. Um, people moving here, people getting excited to, to begin looking for houses. Uh, so we're, we're certainly putting our, our best foot forward, uh, trying to make sure that those folks get to see the things that they need. Uh, but come, come Thursday, it'll be, uh, it'll be unwind mastermind time. And it'll be a lot of fun. Looking forward to carp coming down and, Bill, we're sorry you have to leave the great state of Florida. But. I'm, I'm going to miss a live Lost Lyrics. I had a shot to see it perform live, poolside. Live. You know, I screwed yeah. it up. So, yeah. yeah and, uh, and and heaven help us, uh, live Lost Lyrics by the pool. If somebody falls in, you never know what could happen next. <laughs> by the way, tonight's Jeopardy had a version of Lost Lyrics, but all Elton John songs. And they just played, they just read some lyrics of the song and the, 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 the team together, all three went five for five. They got them all right. Nice. nice. <clears throat> so. Very cool. Todd, how about you, bud? What's up this weekend? Uh, hey, just trying to finish the, uh, the year strong. Um, continue to have a good 2021. And uh, we got what, six weeks left pretty much if things don't ship. Uh, this week they're not going to ship till 2022 so uh, obviously shifting gears and planning for 20 I'm yeah planning for 2022 Um, so also we're implementing Salesforce next year so um, I feel so bad good luck with that let me know how it goes (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure like everything else it's uh, it'll be some growing pains and getting to know it but uh, I'm taking the uh, it'll be good in the long run uh, approach um, for sure so um yeah, hey, uh, counter blessings this week. Uh, life, life can turn on a dime. Um, and what story really sta- stood out 
uh, to me is, I don't know if you all uh, heard what Derek Carr said when uh, Ruggs um, had his problems. He actually, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, looked inside himself and said, man, maybe there's something I could have done to help him, which is amazingly generous and, and well thought out. Obviously, there's nothing. He's a done. great leader. Yeah. Yeah. Just, you know, just gosh, I wish I would have uh, impacted him more where he could have called me at three in the morning, um, which is, again, um, not realistic. But the, the, the idea that he's thinking that way um, probably is a lesson all, all people and leaders can 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 uh, take in. So anyway, looking forward to a great week, uh, finishing the year strong and um, sports, you know, continue to, to roll on. So hopefully we'll keep enjoying them and uh, more championships for Atlanta in the next couple of years. Yeah. The Falcons, uh, you know, are Falcons, I mean, not the Falcons uh, this year. Play on, not the, the Hawks, <laughs> the Hawks continue the, um, <laughs> and the Gator basketball will start soon. So we got that Todd. Bill, how about you, bud? Yes. What do you got coming up this week and who's on the uh, stare down? Uh, who's on the uh, real estate sessions? Real estate sessions tomorrow morning will be Madeline Hammer. Do you know that name, Sean? Madeline Hammer. She is the oh. direct, executive director of Strategic Alliances for Remax. So mm, good friend okay. of Molly McKinley's. She suggested her as a guest. So she's uh, she's she's on the show tomorrow. I I'm really excited about tomorrow. I'm interviewing um, Natalia Karavaraneva, who is the Easy for you to CEO say. CEO and co-founder of Propy. And I know you've seen her before on stage. You've, you know who she is. She that Propy is the company that's all about cryptocurrency and, and blockchain and ledgers and all that good stuff in the world of real estate. Um, unbelievable. She, her story is amazing. So, you know, I'm doing the research. I can't wait to talk to her tomorrow. She's from uh, Belarus. Belarus? Uh, Belarus. That's Natalia. Yep, that's her. Karavar Narev. Yeah, so... Um, so I'll, I'll share some with you when we go off the air. Okay. And then, um, uh, something else I'm doing tomorrow. I just want to throw this out there. I get to go out on the road for rate my agent. I'm actually doing a little road show tomorrow, just tomorrow nice. up and down this, well, pretty much South of St. Pete and talking to some key brokerages some key uh, broker owners, uh, in, uh, in a franchise that we're working with and just want to you know, have a conversation with them face to face for like 10 minutes. It's not a meeting. I'm just, in fact, they don't even know I'm coming. I'm just going to drop in. They might not be there, but they'll know I stopped by. So it's going to be interesting, fun, different. Um, just tired of just trying to call people. And I thought, let's just do this and see how it works out. So we'll see. And then uh, Thursday, I, I leave for San Diego for uh, NAR. So it's uh, at the convention center. I'm staying at a little boutique hotel downtown in San Diego. I can't wait. I'm going to stay a few extra days and hang out with the uh, sales guys and in, in, up in the uh, Carlsbad office or rate my agent just so we can stay connected. So it's a long, busy. You guys week. have a booth or will you just be meeting we in we the lobbies or what? We have a booth. We have meetings planned. We have a master spreadsheet. Molly and I are just locking down who we're talking to when. Um, so we got both of those things going on. There'll be meals. You know how that goes. Um company cards come out people buy all kinds of crazy shit at dinner it's awesome and uh so looking forward to uh a long weekend a long weekend awesome well i i uh, got a busy week this week guys i have a closing this morning uh started my business planning with our agents here in columbus that'll continue the rest of the week i booked a flight to tampa mm. to Go to Malapalooza and uh, see what that's all about. And uh, super excited to, to see Lydia and, and Anthony and the people he's 
gathered um, the rest of the month is just a lot of business planning. I, I did book a, an event in Fayetteville, North Carolina. Um, and then I got the South Carolina leadership retreat and then I'm done. I just finished because I did uh, 11 events across 12 states in, in five and a half weeks. Um, mm. So it was great to be back in front of live studio audiences. I've already, I think as of this afternoon, when I got another inquiry, I, I think I've already booked 13 or 14 events for 2022 already. So nice. Sounds to me like the, the people are, are getting back out and at it. Um, got a listing referral today, Anthony, for, for a reload of former clients of mine. So that, that, that's kind of fun. And um, just nice to see kind of everything kind of stuff hitting on all cylinders. So ride it while it's hot, right? And uh, good. So, hey, listen, on behalf of Anthony and Todd and Bill Risser, I'm Sean Carpenter. Thanks for listening to The Stare Down.